Hello and good evening and welcome to the Yawning Owlbear. This is Mark, your host, and it is 10.54 p.m. here on the East Coast. Just about getting ready for bed and uh, first just want to say I'm sorry for not posting for a while. I've just been really busy with uh, stuff here at home. Um, my hours have changed at work and by the end of the day... Uh, I'm just deadbeat tired, <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Uh, currently in the process of training up two new hires to fill in the spots, and in doing so, it is, uh, giving me some extra overtime pay, so at least that's the bright silver lining of it all. Uh, I do have currently a, a um, uh, my roommate recently had cancer um but it's been taken care of he's had recent surgery and everything seems to be fine uh i was currently going through chemo and uh yeah he's still back to his cantankerous old self so everything's looking up and up um mom's doing okay so i don't know 2019 just has not been <laughs> has not been the year for me and my family uh but i try to i'm trying to look on the brighter side of it all um for this episode i'm not going to be going by script i'm just going to be openly talking just about a random topic and uh going to be more open towards it all um just a friendly warning I'm probably going to maybe go off the rails on this episode. I might drop a bomb here too. So just a friendly warning. It may happen, but I will try to keep it clean. But I feel like I I just want to openly express myself on just this one subject. And it's been on my mind of late. And I just wanted to get possibly maybe other gamers' opinions. And uh, speaking of which, by the way... Um, my current group, uh, just to give an update, I was running uh, uh, the Sinister Secret of Salt Marsh, which then led into a Danger I Dunwater, but had to cancel the game due to another one of my uh, players, who was my fighter mage, ended up getting his hours at work changed, so no, now he's no longer able to play at nights which Sunday was usually the go-to day that we usually would try to play. And now he can't play at nights. But anyway, I don't know. Still, I guess I get to talk about my favorite hobby, even though I'm not being able to play it much anymore. And God forbid, trying to find some group around here that does play it, that doesn't have like 10 plus people already at a game convention store is a pain in the ass. Uh, but moving on, the topic I would like to discuss openly, and this, like I said, this is not going to be scripted, so I apologize for any long pauses while I gather my thoughts, but feats. You either love them or hate them. Personally, me, I don't really care much for feats. Um, now, to give a little bit more background, as some of you may already know, I had played... Third edition, 
specifically Pathfinder, when I first got into tabletop gaming. Uh, Sleppy, my buddy Sleppy, was the one who introduced me to it, and I started off creating a level 7 fighter dwarf who I named Krieger. Uh, it's kind of weird that you would start off with a newbie as a level 7, but hey, when I got into the hobby, I got into the hobby on the ground running. And from their recommendation, they pretty much said that fighter is like the easiest class to get a hold of and understand the actual concepts of the game, which I picked up on it rather quickly. Uh, the biggest uh, part, though, trying to get used to was the character creation, which uh, anybody who's ever picked up an actual uh, book from a tabletop game, you know that, of course, it's going to take some time getting used to uh, a new concept of a, of a mechanic, of, of a, what's what I'm looking for, a game system, the mechanics of game system, or mechanisms, as Colin would say. But when it comes to feats, and I've gotten to this same argument with Sleppy over multiple times about feats being a necessity or more of a just a boon to add flair. And yes, feats does add customization to a game. But from what I noticed as we went further into in my years of playing Pathfinder, which we refer to as 3.75 D&D, I mean, you change the name on it, it's still D&D. You, you look at both character sheets from both editions of 3.5 and Pathfinder, it's pretty much the same thing. I mean, the only thing that Pathfinder did, I thought, was an actual need from the original 3.5 character sheet was taking the three or four different skills that pretty much mean the same thing for perception and just putting it as perception, you know, just one skill. But anyway. So what brings me up to this is recently, I don't want to say I got triggered, um, but ended up hearing a bullshit argument from... A YouTuber who I don't know why I even commented on the actual video, but it was going on about whether or not to have feats in a fifth edition campaign and whether or not a fighter should start with a feat at level one. So apparently, according to fifth in the fifth edition standards, a fighter gets a feat at level one. And as you all know, pretty much in third edition, fighters get a feat at every level. Which, as I said before. Feats, it adds customization, and adds flair, but I noticed with my previous group, as the feats kept on piling on, the game just got more crunchy. And, like I said, I've, I've argued with Suppy about this before, but I I noticed it firsthand. As a player, I, don't, I didn't mind it as much, but when I ran my first 3rd edition campaign, by the time my players got to level 8... With all the feats that they had that was giving them extra bonuses, I was rather struggling at the start trying to even pose a threat. And my old DM made the huge mistake of allowing the mythic module rules into his campaign. And for those of you who have seen the actual mythic material, 
that is a book I would definitely say leave it alone, leave it on the shelf. If you have to have it in your collection, go ahead, but do not use it in your campaign. Within the first month and a half of actually allowing the said rules, uh, granted, we accelerated in level and ability, but it pretty much killed the campaign, especially when our barbarian orc, who my buddy Mike Smith was playing, we pretty much were like the dynamic duo in that campaign. Uh, I was playing as... Later on, at the original Dwarf Krieger, he died to a troll, like, years before I got to this point. But uh, later on, the mo- the one class I played a lot of was War Priest, and I had a Dwarf War Priest, who I still have the character sheet for, who is still technically is alive, and is one of my epic characters I created. Uh, method of attack that I usually would go about in an actual encounter was basically hit him with... Uh, I forget what the actual name of the spell is, but it increases the actual character size by one, and then start buffing it with, like, bull strength or bear's endurance, and grab onto his leg and just sit there and just keep buffing him. At the same time, I would actually also heal him when he he would get hit. And that was pretty much our go-to tactic, and it worked pretty well from many, many fights. Um... But later on, as we got into Mythic um, rule sets, eventually he was able to do, and I don't know how the math worked out on this, but with the weapon he was using, which was a two-handed scythe-like weapon, he was able to do over 900 points of damage. And if anybody can verify this with the right feats, but he was able to do 900 points of damage on one swing. And that was before an actual crit. Which was ridiculous. The level that we were actually able to get to, the highest, was around 15 or 16. At best, with my damage, if I was buffed properly, I could put out roughly about maybe 35 to 42 points per hit. And that's without using any type of, like, divine smites. Still to this day, it just baffles my mind. And the very first time we got into a fight with a mythic Rakshasa, that was the tipping point for me where I just said, Mythic's broken. The feed system is broken. Oh, Like I said, as a player, I don't mind feats. But... As a, as a DM, it just adds more crunch. And with 5th edition, brings me to this point. In the actual video, the guy was going on about... Should feats be even a necessity? And I just made the comment that in my campaigns, I usually don't use feats. But instead, what I usually do is archetypes. There's tons of them for 5th edition. And your actual class has abilities with these archetypes and it's not like it's like the end of the world if a if a player character wants to do something specific within reason i will maybe make it a part of their actual class's ability depending what it what it goes about and it's like say for example um 
one of the biggest complaints I get from Sleppy when he plays as a fighter is fighters really don't do much except just hit and just hope they either either actually hit or miss. Which honestly is somewhat true, but at the same time, you figure at an early level, fighters technically in one uh, actual scrap of combat they can attack at least twice. Especially with action surge, and you, and then the biggest argument was like, well, action surge, you only get that like once every so few levels, which I think total for a fighter in fifth edition max is around three. So you get like three extra actions that you can choose, and then you have to do a long rest to get those back. And honestly, you can as a like again, players talk with your DMs. That's the biggest point that I think a lot of new players don't seem to realize is back in the day you didn't have feats i was actually amazed at first and second edition to even have this crap and a lot of the times it was not even the player rolling the dm would actually roll for the player and describe to them what they were trying to do the player would just tell the dm okay so i want to jump on top of the table and then do a front backflip and all this mess and then come down with a sword and just stab the asshole and he would roll a couple dice and say, okay, well, you do this, this, and this, this, and then roll the dice again, you succeed. That was it. You didn't need a feat to do a certain type of acrobatical move or a combat maneuver. And like I said with my campaigns, take power attack and cleave. Anybody in the actual game that I run can do power attack or cleave. For example, power attack. You take a disadvantage to hit, but if you do hit, you'll get the automatic crit. So, I have a downside and an upside to the ability. Cleave. You basically make the hit, make an attack on each target. However, I get advantages to hit you until the start of your next turn. Because if you're cleaving, you're making one single sweep with a weapon to try to hit another target and multiple targets at the same time. But you're swinging in a, like, in a reckless, aggressive manner. So I'm going to take advantage of that. That makes sense. You don't really need to feat for that. Just ask the DM if you can do this maneuver in combat. And then you can work it out. And the next thing I know is I get a reply comment from another player. Basically saying, well, feats are actually needed in order to add... Anything for the fighter to be able to do. It's pretty much a necessity. And of course, I go into the tirade about archetypes. Archetypes give abilities. Abilities make the actual character flourish and give vibrance. You don't really need a fee. If you want to add additional features, just talk to the DM. And... Of course, related to this whole tirade that went into... Uh, which fighter from which edition was more deadlier. And, of course, their whole argument was um, fighters compared to... Fifth, like, 5th edition fighters sucked compared to 1st and 2nd edition fighters. And I'm like, okay, from what I've seen from most fighters they usually get a damage boost. Okay, that was a given. In the third edition, they even still got a damage boost. That was a given. And then there was a whole argument about, well, fighters were able to actually get followers and castles. And I'm like, yes, 
Pathfinder did the same thing with the leadership feat. You could do the same thing, but still, you don't need a feat or ability to do that. Gold goes a long way. Pay people that you want to hire. Pay to get certain buildings and fortresses that you want. It's not that big of a deal. And it led to this long tirade of going back and forth between first, first and second edition fighters compared to fifth edition fighters. And I'm like, fifth edition fighters really are not as lacking as what people thought they were. And it, I mean, there's like tons of different like sub archetype classes. That's the whole point of getting to level three to choose what you're going to be specced in. Um, and eventually, I just got fed up with them. Like, look, compare compared to first and second edition and fifth edition, you're comparing like oranges to apples and tomatoes to potatoes. Uh, Pretty much both are in the same category, but they're just from, like, different features. Biggest thing I remember from a lot of veterans telling me with 1st and 2nd edition was, I have yet to really ever meet anyone that actually had a fighter that got past at least, possibly, level 6 or 7. Monsters back in the day were a lot more deadlier than what they were now. Uh, when you compare most monsters from, like, before, back in the day, granted, their hit dice were somewhat mediocre, and the damage dice they did was somewhat lacking, but their AC was usually through the roof, not to mention the abilities they had. Poison alone, the first time I found out that poison killed you outright, Without even so much as a save, without even so much as just taking just straight damage, no. You either pass or you're fucked. That's about it. And compared to now, where poison damage just just straight damage, and that's it. With monsters with fifth edition, you have much higher damage dice, much higher hit dice, but AC has been dramatically decreased. I'll be honest, I don't know where I'm, really where I'm going with this, but anyway, back onto the main topic with feats. Um, maybe I could get most of a year's opinion, your guys' opinion on this, whether or not how, how you feel towards feats. M my stipulation is this. If you want feats, go about, have it. I don't really see why there is a need to even have feats. Um... I, you didn't have them back then. Third edition brought them in, and plain and simple, I thought it just made the game crunchy. Abilities, class abilities, that's the way I wanted it to go, and that's the way I felt like it should have been. And granted, the only difference that you're going to start getting into later on is when you start getting into magical, magical gear and... That was the only thing that made you different from another fighter. Granted, it makes you similar to another fighter without having all this feet, but do you really need all this customization to have fun to just play a game? I, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, sorry, this probably wasn't the best actual topic to talk about, and I felt like I just droned on about it. But if anybody has, like, any actual... Uh, words of wisdom on the matter, let me know. Um, 
just drop me a line on Anchor, or if you want, just email me at uh, theawningowlbear at gmail.com, and um, I will get to you in the next episode. Um, as always, guys, thank you for the words of encouragement, and hopefully this was somewhat enlightening or inspiring at all. I'm still trying to get used to this. Usually I script out something so I don't sound like a freaking fool. But, uh, yeah, uh, let me know y'all's opinion. And until next, next time, guys, keep the mugs full and keep the stories coming. Y'all have a good night.